Well, welcome to Pastors on Pop. I'm Matt Manning. I'm here with James Johnson. We're continuing our conversation on music, and today we take on anthems. Well, James, it's good to be here with you. How are you doing today? I'm good, bud. Yeah, we're going to continue our conversation today on music. When you think of anthems, what is it that you think of? Gosh, anthems, I think of Queen, and I think of uh, Freddie Mercury, Wembley Arena, We Will Rock You. Yeah, people shouting, singing, <laughs> pumping Almost their fists. a riot. Almost like this <laughs> This guy could actually break stuff. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. When I think of anthems, my mind like immediately goes to sports. And uh, in Boston, like with the anthem of Sweet Caroline, yeah. um, you know, one of the uh, fascinating things is um, anytime that that song's played, people sing it. So um, a few months ago, I'm at a gym and uh, working you know, with, in a class with a whole bunch of people. And like the gym I'm a part of is just like insane intensity, right? It's, it's like hit classes, right? So basically the goal is to die in the hour. And, um, and we're like running on the treadmills, you know, as fast as we can go. And Sweet Caroline comes over the over the you know speakers and it's like all of a sudden all of us have air to breathe like we, we can't talk to each other because we can't breathe but in that moment we can sing the song and uh, and it's just such a classic song that's done uh, in Boston all the time do you, do you actually know the story no I mean I'm, I'm a, a big baseball fan but I, I've never actually connected the dots yeah, it's to really, Boston it's really fascinating so in the 90s there was a lady who was head of the um, music for Fenway and she had a friend who had a baby a baby girl and named her Caroline so in her honor uh, she played Sweet Caroline over the loudspeakers during a baseball game at Fenway yeah. and everybody just kind of joined in and, and <laughs> sang and uh, after that, during special occasions, they would use the song, and again, everybody would sing. And then in the early 2000s, one of the VPs of uh, Boston uh, said, you know what, this song has like transformative power, that yeah. when we play it, people sing, joy fills the stadium. <laughs> and so he just made it a decree that every game, Sweet Caroline would uh, be played. And then in 2013, when the Boston... Uh, marathon shootings happened yeah. and all of that. It took on even a greater meaning because the very uh, next uh, game at Fenway, they brought in Neil Diamond and he led the stadium in singing Sweet Caroline. It was kind of this like coalescing of the city and, you know, the fists up yeah. in the air of, yeah. of this isn't going to bring us down. And then it became really not just an anthem for Boston, but really, or I mean, for uh, the Red Sox, but really for the whole city. And so it's just, it's just fascinating how, yeah. uh, how anthems were work in our life. So uh, here's my question for you. If, um, you know, if, if you had an anthem, if you could pick like an anthem for your life, what would it be? My anthem would, uh, would be all, all my life by Foo Fighters. All right. Uh, so let's pretend that nobody knows who the Foo Fighters is. I know that might be like sacrilegious for no, you. It's okay. There's, there's <laughs> forgiveness and grace here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, why would that be the anthem of your life? Yeah, cause um, so the 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 song's pretty grungy, kind of has that undertone, but it's uh, but it's but so musically it it resonates with me, cause it cause it's got some edge to it. It's loud, which um, describes me pretty well. Right, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it does. <laughs> little edge, little too loud. No one has ever said, you know that James guy? Yeah, the tall, quiet guy. That's never been. That's never, never been, been said. said. No, no, no. But um, the the uh, lyrics of it uh, are all about always longing for something and never quite uh quite finding it and mm -hmm. even even as it 
regards to faith. I mean, like I found Jesus and I'm living in him, but I'm, I'm still longing to see his will done. Does it yeah. make sense? So, so, I mean, it's it like, like I think of, um, I still haven't, haven't found what I'm looking for by you too. It's yeah. like, it's all about, I found Jesus, but I'm still longing for more. So mm-hmm. it's probably just a little edgier than that, which resonates with me. So yeah, it's, it's one of my faves. So if I, if, if I'm late to a meeting, it's usually because that song came on the radio and I'm not willing to <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting in your car in the parking lot, just just jamming out. I, 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 I you got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> That's right. Now you grew up in the '80s, so when that song comes up, is it like the? Is it just like a? Is it like a rhythmic head bob, or like you? Like, are you air guitar in it? Oh no, yeah, because I I try to be cool, yeah. But it, it actually came up like my my uh, son plays baseball and they they would play it in between innings at yeah. at a lot of his games and it, it always frustrated me because like you know you watch the pitcher and he's taking pitches and you see the umpire you know two more and I'm like <sighs> they're gonna cut my song. <laughs> There's off. a lot of song left. <laughs> Seriously. So my wife's like, it's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah you, have, so. you have a phone. Just play it here, James. Take out your Spotify. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. You gotta give me four minutes. Yeah, if I had to choose, mine would be way less theological than the way you went. You went pretty deep on us there. Um, mine, when I was a kid, I played baseball, and part of it we had to have walk-up songs, just like the major leagues. Yeah. And uh, the one that I chose was um, "Highway to the Danger Zone," nice. which you know is popular again because of Top Gun, Maverick. And that's why I chose it is because when I was a kid, uh, that was my favorite movie. And as an adult, probably still my favorite movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so Highway to the Danger Zone. And really, it kind of is, is a bit of uh, my life, you know, like I'm, I'm pretty much like a, a riverboat captain, you know, like there's no risk too big yeah. uh, to take or, or too substantial to take. And so um, it kind of speaks to to uh, some in some ways, the way that I, I live my life in that. And so uh, these songs, when we talk about them, they're, they're fun. You know, it's fun to talk like what would our baseball walk up song be and all that. But but what do you think it is that draws us to them? Like, why are anthems like so like why, why do they hit us in our heart, our soul? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think a part of it is is there there's a simplicity to an anthem um, that that uh, makes it easy to uh, grab onto, right? So yeah. like uh, I think of ACDC "Back in Black," "We Will Rock You." I mean, you can you can hear it um, just a couple times and you know it, and it's a yeah. part of you, and then you can participate. So like I think anthems become communal. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. like I mean, like I mean, even even with sports, like I'm not a big soccer guy. But if you watch it on TV and like something happens on the field and they sing a completely different song, but communally everybody knows it. Yeah. And there's something even beyond the field that it, it, that, that it brings people together. Yeah. Well, we've experienced this at like avalanche games, that communal thing, right? Like, so at the end of a Colorado avalanche game, if the game is seemingly in hand, which in hockey, it never truly feels like yeah. it is but but if it looks like it then there's some guy who has to make the decision that the game is in hand and we're going to play blink 182 yeah. and uh all the small things and what's crazy about it is they'll play like the first couple of lines and then they have to turn off the music because the game starts but the whole stadium continues to sing it <laughs> until the next puck drop and then they play the second part of it and everybody continues to sing it to and it's this like communal thing yeah and um kind of funny story in that um, that's even like continued into the Manning household. And so uh, my daughter, Mercy, who's uh, nine, 10, uh, she would be very disappointed that I just said she was nine, but she is. She wants to say she's 10, but she's still nine. Um, uh, she is a huge Avs fan. And so we've been watching all of the playoffs. We haven't missed a playoff game yet. And um, when we're watching the Avs, 
when it's in hand, she makes the decision to play all the small things. So she asks Alexa to play all the small things. And so then we sing it in our house as if we're in the stadium watching it together. And then it's even taken a step further in my family. Like whenever we're playing board games or, you know, something competitive as a family, um, whoever is about to win, like if you know you're about to win, then someone will shout out, usually the person who's about to win, hey, Alexa, play all the small things by Blink-182. And then they sing it as like, I'm about to stomp you out in the family. Yeah, it's it's taken on a whole life of its own. But there is that communal... That communal piece, and it is clear and simplistic, and there's something about the music that just drives excitement into us. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That. So, you know, anthems aren't just a big deal in pop culture. I mean, we can—you've named a lot of them, right? Like, I love rock and roll. We will rock you. Uh, Back in black. Um, you know, Sweet Caroline. These anthems that are yeah. that we could all sing by heart that we know. Um, but they're also a pretty big deal in scripture and in worship. Um, maybe speak a little bit to that. Yeah. So, so I, I used to be a, a worship pastor years ago, and obviously, a music's a big deal f- uh, for me. And I mean, one of the ongoing debates and kind of battles that happens under the waterline in church world, sometimes above it, is the debate over like hymns and contemporary music. Yeah. And man, I, and I was always dealing with that, right? Because I had a lot of people that would say the hymns, like the older songs of the faith are so deep and so meaningful. Yeah. And, and they are, and they are, yeah, yeah. and they are ab- absolutely. And then I, and then kind of a derogatory thing about bubblegum gub songs or 7-Eleven songs. 7-Eleven. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you, yeah. you repeat this, this yeah, uh, seven word phrase 11, 11 times. times. Yep. And it was just like, and, and, um, and yet, um, I think there's, there's power in, in anthems because they're they're easy to memorize and and in my experience it's usually like if i wake up in the morning with a song in my heart Mm -hmm. or or that i'm singing it's usually one of those anthems and one of them which is a hymn is how great thou art yeah then sings my soul my savior god to me to to thee how great thou art how great thou art yeah and it's just you know it's a it is an anthem and that's why people or amazing grace right it's just like it it it's simple you can join in and 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 it unifies people around truth. Yeah. One of the anthems that I think of in terms of, you know, the hymns is Mighty Fortress is our God, right? Yeah. Like it's just the the driving, like the unifying, it's simple to remember. And it just like drives us into this place of seeing God for who he is, right? And 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 resting in that. Like this is my mighty fortress. Yeah. Hey, my name is Matt Manning, and I am the senior pastor here at Crossroads Church. And hopefully you are loving what you're listening to today. If you are, we would love for you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. You can leave us a comment. We read all of them. And if you like it, we'd love for you to share this with a friend. Every week we get together as a church to celebrate what God is doing. And you can join us every Sunday at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 online or in-house. Let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, I actually saw firsthand um, how powerful anthems were just uh, two weeks ago. Uh, I had the opportunity to go with our worship team uh, to the Tomlin concert at Red Rocks. And yeah. like, quick side note, have you been to a concert at Red Rocks? Yet? I have not yet. So you haven't yeah. experienced a concert the way that God intended it to be experienced <laughs> yet. So, so um, you need to do that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> just on a side note, and if you haven't seen a concert in Red Rocks, 
pay the money and go do it. It's, and if you want to pay the money and bring me to whatever show that is, I that's would. That's right. That's right. James Johnson. I'll be big and loud. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so we got a chance to go see Tomlin, and uh, for those of you who don't know, he's um, kind of he is the worship leader who has written a lot of music for my generation. And continues to be extremely popular. I mean, he had two nights at Red Rocks, and I think sold out both nights sure. uh, there, even in driving rain and 40-degree weather. And so uh, he opened his uh, concert with Our God. And Our God is not a song that we've done at Crossroads um, in the last couple of years, but as I watched him start with Our God, like I watched the entire amphitheater there at Red Rocks, 10,000 people or how yeah. many other people were packed in there, all of a sudden like rise up and start to just sing this song, Our God. And I just sat back and I was like, man, this is like an, this has become an anthem of our faith. I mean, that song's probably 15 years old at least. Exactly. Um, and yet it's become um, a classic anthem of our faith that when it's sung in Christian circles, people just rise up and they sing it. And uh, there's something that resonates deeply about that song within within the church. Definitely, definitely, and and that's a yeah, and and that uh, that's a, a a a human quality too, right? I mean, like for you as a Christian to be at Red Rocks doing that, yeah. but a few nights later, if Mumford and Sons are there, uh -huh. right? Then I mean, it's then the, because all those people come, and it, and it's and it's a and it's a tribal thing, right? Yeah. Because 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 uh, individuals who love this artist. Are gathering together to to celebrate this 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 product that they created. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You had shared earlier with me the definition of an anthem. Oh yeah. Um, what is that? Because I think that actually informs the way that that the anthems work actually in our in our worship. Yeah. So uh, this is a Google definition. So if you don't like it, take it up with them. Um, a rousing or uplifting song identified with a particular group, body, or cause. I think that like sums up perfectly. Like, yeah. you know, one of the interesting things in church world is that we sing together. Yeah. Like you don't actually see that um, outside of like a select few concerts. And even then, um, not every concert is, you know, geared towards um, singing, you yeah. know, or every song geared towards singing. But when you're specifically in a Christian worship environment, like a Sunday morning, um, there's an expectation that when we gather together, we, we gather around the central piece of our worship, which is God. Yeah. And then that we sing these songs that proclaim, and a lot of the songs that we do sing are our anthem in their, in their makeup. And it's, and it's, per, per, it's purposely a participatory activity. Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, a matter of fact, it's interesting because uh, years ago in Seattle, when I lived there, uh, there was a big church there that every time I had friends in town, we would, we would go visit this church. And their their worship was was always interesting because they they always had a great band, mm -hmm. kind of indie rock sounding, but they were stellar. Yeah. I mean, they were really good. But the way they did their songs every week, um, they did it in a way that you actually couldn't participate. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because every time I went, we would we would have the conversation afterwards, like, was that worship? Mm -hmm. And we we would have the conversation around the idea of like people people gathered together singing is that does that constitute worship in a church setting or and i i had friends who argued the the point that if we're, we're just in the room together sharing a shared experience yeah. that 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 unto itself is worship yeah 
Yeah. Well, one of the places that we lean at Crossroads actually is towards the participatory side, right? Yeah. Like, um, and part of that is dri- is really driven from the Psalms, right? Like, like shout to the Lord. Yeah. Like that's a that's a yeah. command that we are to rise up, we're to participate in this. And as I think of like the Psalms, one of the great anthems of the Jewish um, Old Testament, right, of our of our faith is Psalm one thirty six, which is, uh, you know, uh, the the love of the Lord endures forever, right? Yeah. Like, and it's this phrase that's repeated. I don't know. It feels like a bazillion times, sure. right? That uh, His love endures forever. His love endures forever. But really, it's this anthem of telling the story of Jewish history and God's faithfulness in it. And after every line, it's the reminder: His love endures forever. And um, what is that? Five songs. Yeah. So that's like yeah. the the five seventy five song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and um, it's just uh, you know uh, it made it into the songbook yes. of God. Yeah. Uh, this huge anthem. And then you know, um, going back to Tomlin, uh, he wrote the song "Forever," which uh, very much uses that phrase out of Psalm one thirty six in a way that. Uh, kind of modernizes the story of God for us to sing today, and it's another one of his big classical uh, hits. Well, and, and it, it makes me think, so uh, years ago I, I, I traveled to Italy and kind of saw sights and stuff, and understanding art in the Middle Ages and, and all the different movements, how from, from the frescoes to the stained glass, and in most churches, um, all that stuff was put up there so that people could actually, like through art, could learn theology, could yeah. could, uh, could learn biblical truth, because uh, you know, because th- uh, that would linger with them. Because most uh, most of the service was in Latin, anyways, they couldn't yeah. even understand it. <laughs> right. But like, so anthems in our day and age are a way that 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 nuggets of truth about God and our our living, active hope that we can actually take that with us. Does yeah. it make sense? And, Absolutely. And it, it lingers in our head and our heart, and we can cling to that in a way um, through the movement of our everyday life. To, uh, we're like the uh, Jewish people, like the songs of ascent when they would walk yeah. walk to Jerusalem, and then they'd go back, and they would those songs would linger. Or like Sweet Caroline <laughs> after the ball game, and it's yeah. like, man, do you remember Thursday night at Fenway? Yeah. And it's like, and that's forever going to be a part of your memory mm-hmm. in that experience. Yeah. The songs of ascent are a fascinating thing, right? The, like as I'm descend, as I'm ascending into the worship of God, that I'm that I'm bringing these songs to Him yeah. as a way to get ready. Is and and it wasn't done in a corporate so much setting. It was it was done on your way, yeah, on your way in. So yeah, it's fascinating. Well, um, you know, when it comes to songs, they have such an emotional like uh, piece to them. I think it's why God uh, made songs such a big part of worship to Him because it reaches a level of our soul that um, that very few things do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, man, we could probably talk all day <laughs> <laughs> about music and anthems and the songs and, and what we're trying to do in worship and why anthems are such a big deal, but we'll just call it, we'll call it good there. And uh, as we wrap this up, I just want everybody to know that we're going to continue this series one more week. And one of the big questions that we always get as pastors when it comes to music is how do we help our kids when it comes to the music choice they're listening to? And so the next podcast, we're going to talk about that. Uh, If you are uh, checking this out for the first time, I want to thank you. 
you. Uh, you can jump on over to crossroadsabc.com. That's our website. You can find out all the things that are happening at Crossroads Church. And this last weekend, uh, you actually launched us in a brand new series in the book of Acts, talking about the Holy Spirit. And so if you're interested in that, you can go to our YouTube channel. Uh, other than that, I uh, hope you're having a great week, and we'll catch you next time. 